Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You, where we have interesting conversations with interesting people and learn about unconventional ways to live our best lives. I'm your host, Susie Dean. I'm a former teacher, mother in her MILF era, and wife. I have the incredible experience now of exploring topics and ways of living that I've always been curious about. The conversations on this pod are always relaxed, authentic, and might just teach you a thing or two. I promise that every episode will leave you with a deeper sense of self and understanding for those who are different from you. So get comfy cozy, grab a drink of your choice, and let's have some fun together. If you follow me on social media, you know I've been sharing significantly more about how I support my health and wellness naturally and with the gifts that the earth has provided to us. Whether that be by eating beef liver every day, getting my feet in the earth and eyes in the morning sunlight, or meditating with my crystals, you guys always show curiosity and sometimes even do it along with me. But if you've really been following along, you know that I've been using and loving Young Living's essential oils for years to not only make my house smell yummy, but to manage my anxiety and depression, lift my spirits, fix bug bites, ground, manifest, detox my house, balance my hormones, aid in my digestion, you name it. Whether you're seeking a moment of tranquility after a busy day, needing assistance with arthritis, inflammation, chronic headaches, or even just need some assistance with soothing your new baby when you're at a loss, Young Living's essential oils are your answer, and I'm so confident in saying that. These concentrated plant extracts have been used for centuries to promote well-being and balance in both body and mind, and Young Living's oils specifically go through strict third-party testing and must pass the highest quality standards before they're placed in your home. They're the only oils I trust to use in my home, on my body, and most importantly, around my baby. If you're new to essential oils, but thinking they might just be something that would support your health, I'd be so happy to make a wellness plan for you, chat with you through uses and benefits, and give you all of the extra perks that come with making a shift in your life. If you're a seasoned essential oil pro looking to switch to a high-quality brand with strong values and ethics, use the link in the show notes to shop around and use the code SHAREYL for an extra 10% off. Either way, Slide into my DMs for extra perks, gifts, and money back before ordering. These oils will change your life, and I'm so grateful that I get to spend my days using the magic of plants to support my body in working optimally, as it was meant to. Click the link in my bio to explore all that Young Living has to offer, and shoot me a DM if you want to get started. I would love nothing more than to be your new oily buddy. I love you. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Unbranded with Misty Loves You. Um, it is Thursday. This should be coming out Friday if I stay on top of everything. And I'm actually sitting in my car, turn it off, because I woke up early to not to go to the beach, but I woke up early and had to go to the bathroom and I was like, let's stay up, let's take advantage go to the beach, get a nice little video for the gram of the beautiful sunrise over the ocean. I haven't been in so long. This beach is beautiful, always empty. And getting up early always just sets me up for such a good day. There's just, 
Some people are morning people. Some people are night people. I am not a night people, no matter how, how hard I try. I get way too, like, sleep drags me down. There's no way my brain's working or I'm getting anything done, like, past 8.30. So I'm a morning person, and waking up before the rest of the world is very, I don't know, it does something to me. It makes me feel more productive. I love this quiet time. And I was driving. Well, I woke up and it was completely black outside. I was like, "Mm, when is the sunrise? Not until 7.30. I got out of bed at like 6.05. So I got ready. Robbie had also woken up. We talked about a few things. I decided to drive to the beach anyway and not get like stuck at home. And now it is 7.15 it's still pretty dark out. The beach is always empty when I come, but since it's dark out and it's empty, I don't really, I don't know. I don't want to go out until there's a little bit more sunlight. So I figured I would use this time wisely and start the podcast. We have no guests this week. It's just you and me. There has been something that I wanted to talk about, and I figured I would just get a head start, uh, but more a little bit about me and life updates. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know I'm having just a little bit of a hard time, which is okay. Hard times, hard times are okay. And it's what I didn't know because I've been feeling like I'm going through a hard time, but what I didn't know and realize is the layers of the hard time. We've known for a long time, how many times have I said time, that starting in like mid, early, early mid-October, I would be in my busy season. Robbie and I have talked about it. My boss gave me like a big heads up, asked for permission if I could take on all this work. So we knew that this season would be busy. What we didn't know is that my um, social media and wellness work or essential oil work would also be booming at the same time. So it's tripled the the busyness. And I've been overwhelmed. And at the same time, lots of other unfortunate things have happened. So we have this baseline busyness, overwhelm, anxiety, stress. And then uh, one of my dear friends <laughs> broke up with me, which was out of nowhere and really hard because, you know, it's it's not only was I blindsided, but it's never fun to be told that someone doesn't want to be friends with you. Uh, my madrina died. My cousin died. What else happened? There was some, like, unnecessary drama amongst amongst people that I thought were friends. We moved and I didn't want to move for a long time because I loved where we were and where we were was where I grew up and very close to my family. And, you know, it's just a lot of icky things happened over the course of my stressful period. And it just felt like one thing after the other. The break, the friend breakup, the move, the death of my cousin, the drama. And I couldn't, I couldn't do anything but keep my head down and keep moving forward. There was no way that I could 
sit down and process all of this because I didn't have time because I was still incredibly busy. And I knew, I trusted that this was a hard season. I had to keep going, keep my head down, just like accept the hardships as they came. And I knew that on the other side, I would I would come out a different person. I would come out someone who had grown emotionally, mentally. I knew that there was going to be a light. I trusted that there was going to be abundance on the other side. We go through these periods of of shedding and loss. And all it does is is prunes us for new, better growth. So things have finally slowed down. And I was expecting, all right, now we can start working our way back up again. But what I didn't realize was now that everything slowed down, all of those emotions that I had been suppressing because I didn't have time to deal with them, now have time to be addressed. So I am now in a process, kind of like a intermediary, setting in the right word, in between phase where I'm having to intentionally take the time to journal, a specifically stream of consciousness journal, targeted journaling on on my emotions, and you know, talking to my therapist and working through all of these emotions and finally processing them. And then I'm confident that I will come out on the other side stronger and better. But this is another just little phase of hardship where I'm having to relive all of these emotions that I wasn't able to. And that's that's a challenge is feeling uncomfortable emotions we've been taught is bad or you know, something that we should push aside. We've been taught to push aside pain and discomfort. And I've been really in a practice of the last couple of years of challenging myself to find comfort in the discomfort. So while I don't mind the emotional work that I'm doing right now, it is still a challenge to sit and feel all those feelings. Oh, and right as I said that, a beautiful bright red cardinal is sitting in the sea grapes right in front of my car. Oh my gosh. I think that's, um, what is that a symbol of? Your loved ones who've passed on coming to visit you? Wow, I haven't seen one up here. It's just sitting by the beach too. I never see them at the beach. Oh, that's beautiful. But here are some other good things. My son is doing so many cool things. He's in a stage where he's just learning something new every day. And, you know, I can't even express how cool this phase is. I He's running. He's, he's trying to talk. And he has these hand gestures that he uses when he tries to talk to us. And he's like putting trying to put caps on things and he's drinking on out of his own water bottle and he's uh, trying to eat his food with a fork and he is just he's so cool and every phase my friends always told me every phase you know you miss the last one but the next one just gets better and has new treasures for you to find and it's been so so true 
My in-laws are coming next week for 10 days. We asked them to come months ago when we knew this busy season was going to be upon us. So they'll be here for 10 days. They can uh, watch Hawthorne while I can do some work all day, every day for those days. (laughs) Right now, I'm working around Robbie's schedule. We both work from home, which is very convenient because most of his meetings and things that he has to do for work are in the morning. And he has a little bit more freedom and flexibility during the afternoons when he's just doing stuff on the computer um, or handling phone calls, mentoring agents, and he can he can keep an eye on the baby while I get some of my work done. So it'll be really great for them to see Hawthorne again because they're from Chicago and me to get work done and have a little bit of a break. And who knows, maybe I'll like be able to spend a day going to the local coffee shop and getting some work done or going to the beach and like journaling on the beach and not having a time constraint. The possibilities are endless, you guys. But we are surely on the cusp of change and growth and abundance. And it's going to be beautiful. And I have so much, so much unwavering faith in it. So now that I've given you a little update, let's get into the topic today. Hey guys, it's me. I'm back. Um, Last time I talked to you, it was just freshly 7 a.m. sitting outside of the beach. And now it is 5.54 p.m. Robbie's on a walk with the baby before they take, they do a bath together. And then I put him down for sleep. That's our nighttime routine. I'm trying a new thing because for the past like two or three weeks, my audio has been fucked up with my use of headphones, which has never been a problem for me before. So now I'm just talking into my computer and hopefully that sounds okay. I had a very busy day ahead of me and a lot of plans to do stuff as I always do. I'm just trying to get ahead and Something really, really, really exciting came across my path, and um, that's kind of taken me and Robbie away from our work for a couple of hours to address. But it and it, it hasn't really sunk in yet, and I'll talk about it a little later when things become more official. But let's just say that. The abundance has been beginning. I've been talking a lot on my stories and I was talking about earlier how I've been going through hardship. I've been going through shedding. I've been going through pruning and I'm I'm uncovering all these emotions and working through them and, and trying to find comfort in the discomfort because I know that in these phases of life, there's always, always, always light on the other side. There's always growth. There's always prosperity. And these moments and seasons of hardship are just preparing us to accept that and be ready for that. And this is one of those things. So I wanted to take this moment to finish recording the podcast because I knew if I didn't, it would never happen because there's just so much excitement to work through. And since it hasn't completely sunk in yet, I wanted to talk from a clear headspace. But I wanted to talk about today my weight loss. A lot of people have asked me about it. It has been a 
question that I've gotten a lot from other moms and I want to just dive into my weight loss since I had Hawthorne. And if you are in a place where you struggle with food stuff or have a history with eating disorders or if if you're just in a place where you think that this might be a little tricky for you, then go ahead and skip this episode. However, I will say that this episode and my weight loss story are all actually about my ability to overcome mostly for the first time my eating disorder. I've spoken about my eating disorder on here before. Just a quick rundown. I received different messages from both my parents in different ways from a very young age. I started obsessively working out when I was nine years old. I went on my first diet. It was the Atkins diet when I was 13 or 14 in college, I had a binge eating disorder that later turned into severe anorexia. Not, I mean, severe. What is severe? I, people, it's severe enough that people were worried about me and asking if I was sick. And I kind of got it under control um, my last year of college I kind of healed my relationship with food. It started all over again when I was getting married and the wedding dress and how I was going to look. And that's when the restriction came back and also came back with purging for the first time. And that whole thing lasted a couple of years. And I had my last purge a few days before I found out I was pregnant. And that was the last time I purged. And um, I had no choice but to not partake in any of my eating disorder, disordered eating habits. And I knew and was scared for the possibility of gaining a lot of weight during my pregnancy. But at no point during my pregnancy was I tempted to restrict because I I knew that I needed to grow a healthy baby. And also, during my pregnancy, I knew that gaining a lot of weight could potentially be just what I needed to get over this fear of my body looking a certain way. And so that's exactly what happened. Uh, In a friend group of athletes who gain Anywhere from 16 to 25 or 30 pounds during their pregnancies, I gained about 65. And, you know, my worst nightmare came true. And I'm not going to lie, I was very insecure during that time. I, especially in the beginning, was crying a lot, crying in the shower, crying in dressing rooms because things just weren't fitting. Things weren't fitting right. I was buying sizes I had never bought before. And to the average person, you might think, well, uh, duh, Susie, you're growing a freaking human. Of course, I knew that. And that didn't change the fact that these were deep-seated, long-lasting fears that I had had and insecurities that I had had. 
I got to a point where my midwife had told me in the beginning, if you gain 50 pounds, I will have to refer you out to a doctor just for a checkup. It's really dumb because there's no correlation between weight and health during pregnancy, especially if all of your vitals are normal. But it's something legally that I have to do because I was trying for a home birth. Luckily, by the time that I hit that 50-pound threshold, I was late enough in my pregnancy for us to just be like, okay, it's just water weight. Like, we can just duke it out for the next, you know, three or four weeks. And that's what we did. But here is where the healing happened. I became so big and so swollen that I could not do the simplest tasks. I could not sit on my knees if I were putting uh, books in a low bookshelf because my thighs were so big. I couldn't do it. And I mean, I could do it, but my circulation would be cut off pretty much immediately. It would be incredibly uncomfortable. I couldn't walk fast, obviously. That happens to a lot of pregnant people. I had trouble writing After my baby shower, I had a really hard time writing thank you cards because my hands were so swollen and I had a lot of difficulty holding a pen. I would wake up in the middle of the night and my extremities would be numb because my body was having trouble pumping blood to where it needed to be. And it was in these experiences that I realized for the first time that my body is not an enemy. My body is my ally. And I had this epiphany that hasn't really struck me until now. It it really makes me emotional when I talk about it. But I had this epiphany that for my whole life, my body has been trying to work for me and has not always had the tools to do so. And despite me restricting, purging, over-exercising, not feeding it foods that are nutritious, it has still done what it needed to do to keep me in a generally healthy state for no reason. It, I mean, our bodies are designed to work with us when given the tools in the environment to do so. And I know that, but if you think about your body as like a separate entity, it had no reason to continue fighting for me when I was treating it so poorly. And I realized that. I realized that my body is my ally. My body has been fighting for me even when I wasn't giving it the tools to fight for me. And my body deserves better from me when it comes to my thoughts and when it comes to the food that I give it and the activities that I do with it. So during late pregnancy, I felt so bad for my body because it couldn't do so many things. And I yearned for the day when it would be able to pump blood properly, bend down easily, walk quickly, 
move in a way that I wanted to easily. So once I gave birth and was cleared to start exercising, I went all out. I didn't I didn't go all out, but I was moving incredibly more than I was pre-pregnancy and during pregnancy, obviously. Not because I wanted to lose the baby weight. That was in the that was not even a thought of mine. I knew that the baby weight would go when it needed to go. I knew that my main priorities were sleeping, healing, and feeding my baby. I was moving so much because I finally could. My body could. My body, I this is what I was doing for the first like for the remainder of my maternity leave until I started really working in like January. Every day after that six-month mark, I would go on two walks a day with the baby. The first one would be about 45 minutes, and the second one would be about an hour and 45 minutes. And I would walk, and I would listen to podcasts, and I would walk around the neighborhoods that have historic homes, and I would walk by the lake and enjoy the sunset or enjoy the hustle and bustle of the morning. And I, I wasn't I wasn't doing these walks for time. I wasn't doing these walks for steps. I was doing them because I could. (laughs) I could do it and I could find enjoyment in doing it and I could do it with my baby and I could again feel safe and happy and confident outside in the public with people seeing me. And before each of these walks, I did 10 minutes on the row machine that we had on our back patio. Again, not to lose weight, not to tone anything, but because I could. It was, for the first time in my life, so fun to see how I could push myself and how I could push myself farther and farther every day and how... I could really challenge my body in that way and make it stronger and build up my endurance. It was it was beautiful to me. And I was having these wonderful days of movement, being in nature, being present, being with my baby, eat, not even thinking about food, but eating food when I wanted to, prioritizing breakfast, lunch, and dinner, making sure that I was getting Sure, adequate protein and adequate carbs, but also not even really thinking about food that much. And I was aware of the size of my body and I was aware that clothes were starting to fit. And I had been so big during pregnancy that like once I wasn't pregnant, everything, I just I felt so exuberant. I felt so much more beautiful at a certain weight than I did when I was 30 pounds lighter. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, I would love for you to subscribe so you'll never miss out on upcoming episodes featuring other brilliant minds and insightful topics. Also, don't forget to rate and review while you're at it. Your ratings and feedback mean the world to me and help me reach more listeners. So, Misty and loves you. Have the best day ever. Same time next week. Bye.